Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's not just for contracting officers. If you work anywhere in the government acquisition world, this podcast is for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Dell Tech, and the topic is contract kickoffs. Let's get started. We all survived the source selection. We have a winner, or if we're the industry side, we won. And now it's time to start performing. Yeah, the acquisition time zones are done. Now we're into the execution side. So the traditional first step of that is the kickoff meeting. And there are other names for the kickoff meeting. Sometimes it's called a contract initiation meeting. There's lots of other ways to describe it, I'm sure. But we're going to call it a kickoff meeting. Before we talk about kickoff meetings, let's stop and say thanks. I want to say thanks to Sean Gleason and Kevin Switage from Buchanan and Edwards for being longtime podcast listeners and for both of them giving us great feedback during podcast feedback sessions. If you'd like to set up your own podcast feedback session and talk to Kevin about what you like, what you don't like about the podcast, and how we could help you, go to askskyway.com and pick a time. All right, now into kickoffs. We usually start, or sometime soon, we go to far time. Where is this in the far? Well, it, it appears that it's not. I did, a, <laughs> I did a far search, and the phrase kickoff meeting doesn't appear in the, in the far, as far as I can tell. Yeah, this is more, rather than policy and regulation, this is more like best practice. This is, this is a business thing, not so much a regulation thing. Yeah, they, they probably would make a form for it if they made it a regulation thing. <laughs> so let's work. not have that happen. Exactly. So what are we talking about? What is a kickoff meeting? This is the first meeting after the competition is over. In other words, the source selection's done. Whatever, however, the process that, that the government and the industry went through to get to a, a contract to start a solution, that's over. Now we're, we're starting something. We're starting something new. And this is also relevant to sole source negotiations and awards, and even existing contracts. If there's a major engineering change proposal or a major other change to what's going on, you could hold a kickoff to get that change going. And it could also be the kickoff of a task order under a multiple award ID. Yeah. There's so many different ways, but it's like, think of it in terms of, hey, we started something new. Let's all figure out what exactly is going to happen before we all start working. So how would you describe the purpose of, of a kickoff, a contract kickoff or initiation meeting? Starts with things like introducing the team members who may have never seen each other before, figure out who your counterparts are, who are the points of contact, and then confirm all the stuff we understand in the contract and what the overall goal is. It confirms schedules, milestones, deliverables, really lay the baseline for the rest of the performance. Some of the things you might discuss during a kickoff meeting are related to the business, that the, how the program is going to run its business, right? When are we going to have meetings? Where are we going to have meetings? Who's going to document what's going on during the meetings? How is it going to be documented? Yeah, things like the, the performance reviews, what, what's the quality control? Do we understand what quality assurance is? Was there a quality assurance plan in the contract? We just, let's make sure we all understand what it's going to look like what format it's going to be delivered in, who's going to send it, who's the person that I call if there's a problem with picking an event, payments or seals don't make sense or, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, what did you mean by the terms of the warranty or what are the bonding commitments we've made here? Yeah. And some, and in theory, <laughs> it's funny. In theory, this is all review. It's all explicitly clear. It's all in the contract. We always tell you. Yeah. It says exactly what's going to happen right in the contract, but how are we really going to, go through the acceptance process? How are we really going to approve payment? What really is going to happen for all these milestones? How are we going to document it? I know the contract says it, but 
what's really going to happen here? Yeah, what, what person am I going to call when something doesn't work? Or what person is industry going to call when our, something's not clear on, on a mod that we do six months from now that isn't even actually in the contract yet? So, yeah, there's a lot of performance stuff that comes up. Right. You hope this is face-to-face. You hope this is people actually – sorry, let me put a caveat on that. If it's a big program that this makes sense budget-wise, you hope it's face-to-face. And these people that are going to work together for a long time – on other sides of the fence, get to know each other a little bit and put names to faces and build the, the initial relationships that are going to matter in order to for the program to achieve success. But a lot of times, there's not budget for travel, especially if the contractor is not local to the, the government a- agency offices. So we do these a lot, what, by phone? I would argue that even, even for a smaller contract, we had a $4 million contract, and we still went to the contractor's facility. Because on one hand, oh, $4 million isn't a big contract. It's still $4 million. We can spend $10,000 on travel to make sure that a $4 million contract goes right. So before we kind of push back on this idea of, oh, well, it's got to be a big program to have, have it in person, it may only be a four-hour meeting, but to, the, the value of saying, okay, we're basically all lining up to make sure this, this program is successful. One of the best ways to do that is actually like see each other for once <laughs> over the whole life of the contract, which that's, I mean, a lot of the contractors that I had to kick off meeting was the only time I ever met them in person. I'm not going to argue with you. Face-to-face is best, but realities of schedules and money sometimes impact the ability to do it face-to-face. The point is the kickoff meeting is where these personalities have to get together, agree on how they're going to go forward, agree on what does success really look like. We, we both know what the words on the paper say. What does success really look like, and how are we going to get there together? We've been talking about this face-to-face thing, so who, who should attend a kickoff? Who's there? The contracting officer obviously has to be there. Uh, the program manager, the person that's going to be managing the overall solution from the government side, plus the user, the person who's going to be getting the product at the end. Person or people. Probably more than one. And then you have support folks like the CETA support, the systems engineering and technical assistance, usually contractors. Somebody. Yeah, who- these are the folks in the, on the government side. They're, they're not government people, but they work for the government and help the government manage programs. Correct. Could be technical support, could be financial support, whatever, doesn't matter. The person that may not be there is the economic decider. And the economic decider is the person who controls the budget kind of at a top level. There's a separate podcast called The Three Deciders where we get into who the economic decider is. And it may be the acquisition executive who's got 500 programs they're managing. That person might not be there, but they might. You never right. know. Uh, right. Some additional suggestions would be to have finance there because regardless of the size of the contract, making sure that the contractor gets paid is a big deal. Because they can't keep doing it if the, if the if the management of the money isn't clear to everybody. Right. Yeah, security folks, depending. I mean, special operations command. We always had security folks involved in these. Yeah, in my world, security is always a part of it. But in some government agencies, security may not be the same kind of thing as it is in DoD or in the the secret world. Right. True. And then you have the evaluators who actually are relevant to the program. Yeah, if there were people that evaluated the proposal that, that have in-depth understanding of what the, they thought the proposal meant, it would be good to have those people at this meeting to help translate, yeah, here's what we, here's what we read in your proposal. What did you mean by it? Yeah, it's funny. I could think of like five stories. <laughs> that I'm going to keep going though. That's a good point. And then uh, the contract specialist is going to be there because they're probably the one that's going to document all of this stuff. And they're the one managing the contract depending on – and the contracting officer may be the same person. I get it. depends on the size of the contract. Yeah. Because there's no government form checklist to bring, you can bring anybody else you think is relevant to your situation. But I would start with those folks. 
And my recommendation would be communicate ahead of time who's going to be there and who you expect to be there from the industry side. So for every government person that's there or government support person that's there, their counterpart on the industry side should also be there, right? If this is about building relationships of people that are going to have to understand both sides of the equation, it's good to make sure ahead of time that, that there's an expectation set of who is going to attend. On the industry side, you need the program manager, you need the industry contracts manager that it's supporting the program, probably the technical lead, the financial lead, possibly human resources or recruiting folks if this is one of those staffing contracts with tons of people that the contractor now has to hire or bring on. If there's a lot of subcontractors or vendors, you may need the subcontracts manager or the procurement people that are going to work the program. And also any of the key personnel doing the work. This is a this is a chance for both sides to understand what the other side's thinking. So it's great to have I, I think it's great to have a large attendance at this point because you're you're setting that that basis. You're you're helping explain the context. Now let's link this to the time zones. Acquisition time zones are over. We've entered the execution time zones and we're right at the beginning. We're in that honeymoon zone. And there's a whole separate podcast on all the time zones. There's, a, there's one that focuses solely on the honeymoon zone where we talk about the kickoff a little bit. Let's take a quick break for our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Deltex GovWin IQ. GovWin IQ gives you context on opportunities in the government market. Here's Deltex Kevin Plexico to explain. One of the key services we provide for our clients is early identification of opportunities by going through things like budget documents, contracts that are in place that we know are kind of recurring contracts that are coming up for expiration three, four years out. We systematically seek contacts in the government and the program offices, as well as the contracting offices to gather intelligence, such as the incumbent contractors, any kind of context or background. A lot of things that you often don't get out of an FBO notice that you have to kind of do additional homework. We do that homework for our clients and then provide that database access to our clients who can then mine it for new opportunities that are in the areas of their interest. Deltec's GovWin IQ is the essential source for information, teaming, and software solutions to help organizations find, manage, and win government business. From targeting to teaming to key points of contact for a given contract, Use GovWin IQ to know more and do more. Now let's get back to contract kickoffs. We've already hit on some of these things, but let's focus on why this kickoff is so important. We need to review and agree on the context of the RFP because we went from, a, from an RFP to a proposal. Well, now we have a contract that's supposed to tie those two things together and meet the overall mission. Well, let's make sure it still does that. What did the government really mean in the statement of work and the requirements? And then what did the contractor mean? Because you, you took a, re a requirement, put it in an RFP, and got a proposal in response to it. And in theory, they all stitched together perfectly during the source selection process. Yeah, we can read them. All the words are perfect in there, right? We all know exactly what it means. Yeah. Never. Never. never <laughs> that never works, right? It, it, we've got the words. Everybody read the proposal on the government side, and they understood everything that the contractor said, right? Because the contractor understood every word in the RFP. Nope. That's not the way it works. And you got to talk about these things. And if you're that one unicorn program that everything is perfect, it's still worth checking. Just saying. I'm not going to argue with that. This is also where you establish the business rhythm for how is the program going to be run. And I understand it's different on small programs. You may not really have a business rhythm on small programs. But on the largest programs, there are a whole lot of unspokens, unwrittens 
that better be spoken at this point, right? How are we really going to manage this? What are the communication rules? Are we going to send a lot of emails? Do we need formal letters for everything? That's probably way a thing of the past, right? But who do I pick up the phone and call when there's a problem? Who's going to talk to who about what? How often are we going to meet? Are we going to have regular weekly tag-up calls, even though that's not a part, an official deliverable or part of the statement work? How are we going to do this? Do we need a daily morning call for the first month to make sure that everyone's on track? I don't know, but this is where you talk about these things. Yeah, and you raise a really good point that even if it's not in the statement of work, things like communication, there might be a, there's not a sigil for communication effectiveness. So there, you know, there's no scoring for that, but this is where you decide how that's going to work. And your point of deciding we're going to have a half hour uh, check-in once a week for the first month, that, that's a way to do it. And it's not going to be in Could the contract. Be. It's not, it's, that's not, there's no checklist for that. There's no right, that's well below any contract requirement, right? But they matter. This is how, how the program is going to roll forward. Yeah. But it's, it's way too much detail to put into the actual contract documents. Correct. Yeah, this is, these are people doing the work. So let's make sure that yep. the people communicate effectively. And one way this thing can run off the rails is if you just show up and throw up. And just have a whole bunch of, <laughs> we just show up with slides and you're like just death by PowerPoint because you, you spend more time building a slide deck than actually thinking about how we're going to communicate. And that depends on complexity that the bigger contracts you do need, you do need some kind of structure for the, for the overall uh, kickoff meeting. But when right, you, but I get your point, this isn't just a chance to, to mail it in and run through a bunch of charts that really don't mean anything and say we had a kickoff. The point here is to communicate set the expectations, agree on the context behind both the requirements and the proposal, and make sure we all know how we're going to move forward from here. Yeah, I had one where it was had kind of the show up and throw up feel to it. What we realized is that we need to get away from the PowerPoint and say, how are we going to communicate? Who is the person that the, the production manager is going to email if they're ahead or behind schedule so that when this stuff gets put on, in, in this case, a ship to go to somewhere for the, for the Department of Defense. Is it going to throw us off schedule? That was the kind of level of detail that we got into by asking. But when we showed up, everybody just had, we both, both sides just had PowerPoint. It was one of my first kickoffs and it was a great learning experience for, <laughs> for why it's not just about PowerPoint deck. It's about talking to people and making sure you understand how the solution is going to be delivered to the customer. And that is a perfect segue. This is why the government cares, right? It shouldn't just be a check the box exercise. The government should care about this because this is a kickoff for the program. This is a kickoff for how whatever you want to buy is going to be delivered. It's not just a contract kickoff where you're checking through. I, a lot of times we, we call it a contract kickoff, and we're going to use the contract as the basis. We're, we might talk about all the deliverables, but it's not just about the contract. It's about the program. Yeah, there, there's a lot more to this, and, and the easiest way to see it is – if it's something you could do over the phone or by email, in other words, you're just checking boxes to say, is this, is this in there? Yes. Is this in there? Yes. Then that's not down in the meat. The meat of a good kickoff is something that you want to be face-to-face -to, -face to talk about. That's an easy way to tell the difference. Right. All the details below the level of the contract. are, are You've got to still run through what the contract requires and what both sides are going to do, but it's that stuff below that level of detail that really helps you at this point. Keep in mind, this is as excited and positive as it's going to be for the guy. Right. This is the, it's in the honeymoon zone, right? It's, it's name that for a reason. This is, this is when it's all optimism. And hopefully it's not a train wreck at this point. And, and it, really, I mean, it really shouldn't be because everybody's coming in with a positive approach of, here is the plan, let's go execute it. And then you, you may have some changes 
And this is a good time to talk about any critical changes. I had one where we awarded what we thought was a $6 million contract. We show up, and of course, you know how it takes like months longer than you think to award a contract, just that's how life is, right? And by the time we had the kickoff meeting, it was now a $5.4 million contract because we just didn't have the funding. So that we spent the majority of our time during that week of the kickoff negotiating things out of the contract because we just couldn't afford them. Yep. So that's that's, yeah. that's an unfortunate way to start. And there you go. This, this is the time to do it, right? Right away. And and to do that via email would suck. Yeah. Hey, sorry, you got six hundred grand. Yeah. It's awkward. Yeah, I think it's important for the government to understand that if you don't put your requirements for what the kickoff meeting should be in the statement of work, if it's not part of the contractor's proposal that this is what we're going to do, you may just end up with the contractor showing up, like you said before, with the show up and throw up, a bunch of slides run run through, sales pitchy slides that really don't have much to do with the program. Yeah, and, it's, and I never thought about it that way. It's a really good point that I um, never thought of making an actual deliverable. But we did get better at telling them this is what we this is what's going to happen. And the first few kickoffs that I did, it was very much just to show up and say, okay, let's let's get started. Bad kickoff meetings are often the result of a mismatch of expectations for, for what the meeting's about. If it's just, well, it says we have to deliver a kickoff meeting, we have to deliver charts, that's the first deliverable in the contract. What we've talked about here is it's about more than just the charts. This is about the stuff below the level of the contract detail. It's about focusing on the solution that this contract is here to provide. All right, let's shift to why industry specifically should care about this. This this is really where industry establishes how the program is going to be run. This is your chance to explain your plan to the government without all of the proposal jargon, without all the we're so great and we can do this <laughs> and we can do that, right? Now you've won. It, you can't change what you said in the proposal. You can't just say a bunch of crap in the proposal and then say, no, none of that was true. <laughs> That's a different problem. This is where it's person to person. How are we really going to do this? How are we going to execute what we said in the proposal? And what did, the, what did we mean by that part of the proposal? And like we've mentioned a few times, in theory, this should already be understood. It should be. It's on paper, right? Let's check to make sure, though. <laughs> right. Yeah, I had a contract where I picked, up, I picked up the contract right after the source selection had ended. It just worked out that I was moving into a new office, and the source selection was done. And one of the things that I – one of my first actions was the kickoff meeting. And some of the th- – and it was a great example of like – because I wasn't involved in the whole story, the whole source selection, we got into some discussions that I thought, wow, that should have been obvious. I almost got this – it was like seeing it from the contractor's perspective. We just walked Right. In. You were reading it with fresh eyes. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't big stuff. It was things like the difference between Sage and Hunter Green. Yeah, but this is a production contract, right? So if they make it in Hunter Green and we meant Sage, now is the time to have that conversation. There are a couple of times that I'm thinking, wow, I'm really lucky. I'm very fortunate that we had these conversations now because not only would, would it have cost more, et cetera, but it would have given the customer the wrong thing, just just a little bit of the wrong thing. Because if they right. Sage Green and they got Hunter Green, they still didn't get what they want. Right. Here's the point where the contractor says, you said green. Here's all the choices of green we have. Which one did you really mean? Because it doesn't matter, except for this one really matters and would cost a lot more. But these other ones don't matter a lot. So tell us what you really meant at this point. And, and there's an example of being in the production facility, like having a kickoff meeting in person at their plant. And we could see what, and again, I'm, I'm using an analogy, but we could see what Sage Green was and say, oh, okay, that's what we actually want. And of course, it took a little bit of mods of the contract, but that's what contracts are for. <laughs> they're there to be modded, right? I mean, they're there to, sol- to solve the problem. So anyway. Right. If I had been involved the whole journey, I probably would have been frustrated 
felt like the contractor was like doing a switcheroo on me, but it, it wasn't. It just. It, but with fresh eyes, you see that maybe it wasn't quite as clear as it could have been. Right. The most important thing for industry to address during a kickoff meeting are any factors that have, that have changed since either the RFP or the proposal. No surprise, sometimes source selections take longer than expected by either side. So if your proposal was based on the RFP's schedule and that award is delayed, you need to look at how that impacts the plan that you laid out in order to deliver whatever the government needed. And this is where, this kickoff meeting is where you need to identify those discrepancies politely and, and you have to document it, right? Document any risks that the changes in the schedule have added to the program. Document the realities of things that have changed that impact the program, and whether this is cost or schedule or technical realities. You need to document right now things that have changed that we both know have changed that we can agree impact our ability to deliver what you expected us to deliver. And if we get that on the table right now, and maybe even we have to start the engineering change proposal process in order to change the contract right from the start, that's okay. This is the time to do that. If you wait, that's when the trouble occurs. Yeah, and what you're talking about is giving the government context. Absolutely. They may know, they may not know that these things have changed. Well, and they may know that they changed, but they don't know the context of the impact on them. Because yeah, I, I, exactly. don't, I don't run a production line. So when I say, well, you can make five at the same price as eight, right? I had, we were shipping something by aircraft and the aircraft could fit five units. Well, we bought 10 of them. It was two aircraft. It was pretty easy to do the math. All of a sudden we bought eight. Now it's like, ooh, well, if we do four per flight, the cost per flight, per unit per, per flight goes up. Or what if you wanted 11? Yeah, and all of a sudden it's a separate plane. Even but, worse. But, it, but that's, a, that's a conversation we had at the kickoff meeting that I didn't understand the context of that slight change. And you're right. I, I may have increased the, the quantity to 11, which, yeah, it's an extra you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in revenue. But now you've got to figure out the shipping, which changes the cost. That's the kind of context that as a government contracting officer, I never had. That's not what I learned in school was how to you know, manage that side of it because I'm on the government side. I'm doing the, I'm doing the acquiring. So don't be surprised if, if they go, what do you mean it costs $200,000 more? They need context. This is a great time to give it to them. Okay, that is a good point to wrap this up. Yeah, embrace the positive setting you have. This is the most positive, that, that most optimistic that a contractor is going to be. So build on that to build relationships to be able to manage the inevitable challenges that come from managing contracts. I mean, you're going to run into situations. Don't skip this step. Let's make sure that both sides focus on the current contract, on making this, the current solution successful. The most frustrating kickoff meetings I had were the ones where industry came in, the, the contractor came in and just tried to sell us more of something that they had down the pipeline. And it, while that kind of set me off, at the same time, I didn't tell them the expectations of this is what I want to do at the kickoff meeting. This is the expectation of what we're going to do. And if I set that expectation better, I think the overall kickoffs would have been better. I'd like to wrap up by saying again, Issues that aren't addressed in the kickoff meeting will haunt you later. The result of a good kickoff meeting is professional documentation of the differences between the proposed plan and the execution realities. So the RFP spelled out an interface. You proposed an interface. But now the thing you're supposed to interface with is four months behind schedule. It's another program. How does that impact how you're going to execute the program. We all thought it was going to be there, but now that this contract's been awarded, it's not. 
if you don't address that now at the kickoff, it's going to be very difficult later to justify, hey, why does our contract need to change? You should already know these things and have to agree that that's reality. If there's something major that industry is relying on that the government can't provide when they thought, there's a lot of moving parts. That needs to be surfaced now. The bad kickoff meetings that I've been a part of often have a lot of complaining or ignoring these realities that I'm trying to talk about or, or criticizing, criticizing other contractors or other programs or people or criticizing what happened during the source selection. Yes, there was actually one that I was part of on the government side where industry came in and complained about how long it took us to do the source selection. We knew how long it took. We weren't happy about it either, but you won. Yeah, I, I, I'm laughing because I had one that, that was such an issue. The argument back and forth of why the government delaying the award caused all this drama, I finally got frustrated enough that I said, you still want the contract? And he said, yeah. I'm like, then can we get, I know it shouldn't have gone this way, but here we are. Let's go forward. I mean, I was that frustrated by it. And I don't think he meant to start a fight over it. But yeah, cr- criticizing is something that we don't realize we're doing. Everybody wishes we're made a podcast based on the idea of making it go better. We're trying here. So, yeah, that's 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 funny. We've never actually talked about that, but we both had the same experience on the government side of a winning contractor come in and complain about the conduct that allowed them to win. Yeah, that's that's a live. Could you tell you stepped on a live wire with that one with me? And I, I <laughs> a lot of government folks are the same way. To sum all this up, Kevin. The kickoff meeting often sets the tone for the entire performance zone, for the entire program that's going to go on. Doing it right pays dividends throughout the entire life of the program. Absolutely. All right, that's it. I'll talk to you later. See you, Paul. Okay, that's it for this episode. You can help us make government contracts better one contract at a time by sharing the podcast on social media. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.